Bosses, it's the Digital Princess, and you're listening to The Boss Experience, where we share our personal stories as lady entrepreneurs. Now sit up and tune in, because today, this boss, she demands respect, and she's going to get every bit of it. So don't tell her your goals unless you actually want to get it done, because we don't got no time for that. Subscribe to The Boss Experience Podcast, and don't miss an episode ever. Multitask with us for 20 minutes, secure your headphones, buckle your seatbelt, and turn up the volume, because this is the inspiration you've been seeking, okay? How are you doing today, Stacey? I am so well. Oh my gosh, I love your intro. Because <laughs> it's so true. Tell me your goals unless you are for real. Oh, I think that might be... And Stacy's a friend, y'all, so I already know. I think that might be one of her biggest pet peeves. Like, you know, this girl came to me, said she wanted to do this, that, and the third, and didn't do nothing about it. <laughs> girl. <laughs> no, so I want you to go ahead and tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and how you got into the Airbnb business. Sure. Okay. Hey, everybody. Like Bree said, my name is Stacy. Um, I have had... Gosh, I think this is business like number five. I am just like a serial side hustler, you know, <laughs> like I work full time in advertising and that's okay. It pays the bills, pays pretty well. Um, but I've just never been one of those people who wanted to put my all into like one single job, you know, especially, you know, I've been fired before I've quit before, you know, I've been lied on before when it comes to a job. So I just find that having a side hustle is just a great way to keep balanced. Um, at first I had a side hustle in like production and I did that with a bunch of friends and you know, friends and business really don't mix all too well. So that didn't work out. Then me and my best friend, we started a couple of businesses together. One was like social media management, but we were a little before our time. Like people didn't see the value at that time. Now, like being a social media manager is like a bag, but okay. Then we had a business called Table for 20 where we did cannabis infused dinner parties and that went really well. And then I pivoted again. <laughs> so now I'm in Airbnb. And really, to be honest with you, the Airbnb kind of sort of came out of nowhere, right? Like I always knew that I wanted to own a building and like do Airbnb, but I really wasn't necessarily focused on it when it happened. Um, I just, when I get good information or like a good lead on something, I always check it out. So, um, one of my friends, they just bought a house and they told me, um, one of my friends, they just bought a house and they told me about this loan that was no money down and no PMI, which is private mortgage insurance, which is like extra insurance they put on top of a mortgage if you didn't put 20% down until you've reached 20% on the loan. I don't know. To me, it's like a broke tax. It's really stupid. It's like you couldn't afford 20%. So here's an extra fee. Like that's really dumb, but okay. Mm -hmm. So when they told me about the loan, you know, I looked into it because it's phenomenal, right? Usually when you buy a property, you have to put like 10 to 15% down, especially if it's like a multi-unit property. Like with a just single family, you could, you might get away with three to 5%, but I knew for sure I wanted to get like a duplex or something. 
So I looked into the loan and because I had been, you know, doing this whole debt-free journey thing and, you know, I have a full-time job and it's, it's pretty secure, I was able to get approved for the loan and I found this, like, amazing-looking duplex that was just renovated and it really just worked out, you know, so... I went forward with the loan because it was so phenomenal with no money down and not having to pay the extra fee. And I was able to get it because I had been working on being debt free for like two years. And I knew I wanted to use it for Airbnb just because it's a duplex, right? So even if I live on one side and rent out the other for Airbnb or Airbnb both sides, you know, I just have so much flexibility. So I bought the house and it was just murder she wrote from there girl it's a bag like and what makes it different from other Airbnb hustles is like this is a property you are going to fully own like you have a mortgage right now Yes. And, you know, a lot of people do do, I think they call it apartment arbitrage where, you know, (laughs) what a name. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it works, too. You know, if that is how you want to start an Airbnb, like definitely go for it because it can be very lucrative, too. Um, But the, the reason why I wanted to make sure I owned my property was because again you have just a lot more flexibility also i made sure to get it in an area that did not have an hoa either so like i don't have to answer to anybody it's my property you know i control it if i want to rent it out if i don't if i want to airbnb if i want a long-term renter you know if i want to move into it like it has the most flexibility because it's something i own I'm definitely not knocking if you want to like rent out apartments and do Airbnb or other things because it definitely still works. I just feel like people should know it's more than one way to skin a cat. Way more than one way. But I just know that these apartments and condos are sick of it and they are doing everything to watch and see who's going in your apartment and who's coming to the leasing office talking about they can't find it. Listen, I feel like it's just so much safer the way that you've done it and you've really set yourself up for success, you know, like the right way. For sure. And I think another thing, too, that you miss out on a little bit, or I guess a lot of bit when you do it the apartment way, is just simply the equity in the property. You know what I mean? So when you own something, you're building equity. And as property values go up, you know, not only will I be getting the money from the Airbnb, if I want to take out the equity in this house to go purchase another house, I could do that. Mm. You know, And like, I want, Stacy is so wise in numbers and becoming wealthy and lucrative because she is a like monetary mastermind she helped me get myself out of debt I mean granted I still have my student loans but I had random credit cards and stuff I was just like letting rack up because this one year in college so just with a few short like sessions of her just like sitting down with me and being like you have to have um a budget you have to know like where your expenses are going every month and like everything like that it's important that we like all get that together so that we can have equity. Like we can go and buy a home without the bank turning us away or trying to say that like we aren't qualified for something. 
So like I do, I want you to tell people a little bit about your debt-free story and like how you got there. Oh, for sure. Um, oh my gosh. When I say I have the worst history with money, I like literally mean the worst. Like if you think you're doing bad and you listening to this right now, you was not doing worse than I was. Okay. So if I could do it, you can too, for <laughs> sure. But like, you know, I grew up in a house where we, there was no budget. When we had money, we ate good. When we didn't have money, we ate ramen. Like, that's what I was used to. So like, that's the habit that I always carry. Um, And like, I'll never forget, it was 2015, I want to say. I had just got this job. At this job, I was making like 96K. And I was like really young too. So, you know, I thought I was doing it. But I also had $30,000 in credit card debt. So, you know, which is manageable when you're making 96 a year. But of course the job did not work out. Okay. They ended up firing me because I got into it with somebody who had been there longer. Uh Oh, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so the next thing, you know, I'm filing for bankruptcy. And so the year 26, 2016, I was filing for bankruptcy, you know, and it's a really, it's it's not only a blow to your ego, but it's really kind of a blow to your emotional health, right? Like everything that you have, you have to give back and like you literally don't have anything to your name. So it was crazy. So I did the whole year of bankruptcy this year. I think I was like Ubering and stuff to make ends meet. And then I finally got a job, like in, a full-time job. Um, and I started off, right, because once you file bankruptcy, it pretty much wipes away everything except for student loans. So in 2016, like, I, I kind of started over. Like, I got another job. I was making 80 at this point. But I had wiped away all of my debt except for my student loans. But two years later, I'm back $40,000 in debt, okay? Dang. So I, dang, right? So I'm just like, wait a minute. How did I go from, like, zero to 40K real quick years <laughs> and like I thought I like I was like I thought I had to hang up this time like this time we're gonna do better like this time's gonna be different <laughs> but it wasn't different I just did the exact same thing so I really just realized I had to change my habits meanwhile my um good friend from college she was just like girl you gotta listen to Dave Ramsey you gotta listen to Dave Ramsey and like at this point I'm like Dave Ramsey like I don't need no old bald white man telling me what to do with my money like girl I'm not listening to him blah 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 but I was broke like and something happened where she had to replace her car and she was like man I have to get a new car but I only have five thousand dollars in the bank and then I looked at my finances and I'm like dang you don't have $5,000 anywhere, but you have $40,000 worth of debt. So I started listening to Dave Ramsey and his biggest things are have a budget, like I was telling you, and pay off all your debt as fast as possible. So girl, I just went at it. I listed all my debt, smallest to largest, and I just started chopping them down and chopping them down and chopping them down any way I could. I paid super close attention to my budget. Like I have an Excel spreadsheet with all of my numbers in it. So at the top is how much I make. In the middle are all of my monthly bills. And then at the bottom are all the variables like, you know, restaurants, gas, stuff like that. And I just paid super close attention, put as much as I could towards the debt. And here's the other thing too, that people may or may not believe and I don't know, uh, 
maybe you can speak to it too. Maybe it's happened to you as you've been on this journey. But once you focus on paying off your debt, it's like the universe just makes you go even faster. It's like once you make that your focus, like you might think it's going to take five years or whatever, but I promise it'll be so much faster. Like once I started focusing on that, it's like stuff just coming out of, started coming out of, out of the woodworks. Like I had this old EEOC claim settlement for $10,000 just out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, a car got totaled. It wasn't even that damaged, but it was totaled out. And then they paid off that loan out of nowhere. So like really once I focused on it, it just became super easy. And um, after I got out of debt, that's when I started working on my emergency fund. So, you know, I loosened up a little bit, but I still paid attention to my budget. And I just made sure, like, from my paycheck, I have three accounts. My emergency fund, my bills account, and my spending account. gets direct deposited into all three of those accounts, and I just let it ride. And if it wasn't for those two things, one, being debt-free, and two, having that, like, emergency fund, I would have never been able to get the house because... Because I was debt-free, my debt-to-income ratio was super low. And when you have a low debt-to-income, the bank is willing to give you more money. Mm -hmm. So I was able to get approved for like up to $568,000, which is huge. Yeah. And then, you know, even though I didn't have to put any money down, I still had to pay the closing costs. But I had a nice little chunk of change saved up because I had been working on that emergency fund. So it it just really worked out. And then once I closed on the property, you know, with Airbnb, you have to fully furnish it. Mm-hmm. So it took like another like $32,000 in loans to get the furniture in there set up really nicely. But I would not have been ha- able to handle any of that if I was still struggling with debt. Yeah. And y'all, this wasn't any IKEA furniture, so that's why why it's so high. I was like, "Girl, how much?" And then I went over there and I was like, "Okay, we got art." <laughs> yes, no, this was not IKEA. We got steel. We got painted. Was painted customized walls. Okay, okay. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh! So, like, what's something that? when people meet you that they maybe wouldn't expect from you besides the fact that you went bankrupt before because I was like (laughs) what when you told me I was like what girl girl yes uh, definitely that um huh I don't know something that they wouldn't expect from me Mm -hmm. I'm like addicted to DC universe you know what that was that was new I I just love everything Batman y'all like (laughs) My is it the way he speaks I think it's because he really has to use his brain like Batman don't have no superpowers like he got to figure it out you know I never thought about that he actually really has to like he's he has to be a mastermind he has to be a mastermind and I think just like in life right you have to figure stuff out like nothing is promised any situation that you're in right now whether you want to hear this from me or not it's your fault that you're there but the key is to want to figure it out you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have to like think ahead and be prepared for different stuff everything like even now that I have this property oh my gosh y'all stuff goes wrong all the time like 
I, I started doing this thing on Instagram called Homeowner Chronicles, where I basically complain to all of my friends about the different <laughs> mishaps that come with having an Airbnb. Like just today, um, somebody checked out of the unit. Um, I guess they had their wisdom teeth removed or something. Girl, it's blood all on the sheets, all on the pillows, everything. So I had to go to Amazon and get stuff ordered and delivered. Same Specifically. day. Specifically. Uh, replace stuff all the time. So, yes. Oh my gosh. Love me for that man. He's the rawest one. Oh. So you make a great point there because Airbnb looks glamorous, but it's almost like the same way of look air, being an airline attendant seems glamorous, like a flight attendant. And then you're like, you are just handing people nuts all day and they're getting <laughs> cussed out. Like, <laughs> yes, basically. And I mean, um, my biggest advice for anybody that does want to do Airbnb, and I really don't care if you do it the apartment way or the house way, this will this is true for everybody, but it is best if you have a team. Okay? You need a team of people because teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> Seriously. Like, um, the other thing, and I know I sound like somebody's old uncle oldest when I keep and one more thing. But do not sacrifice a dollar trying to save a nickel. Okay? Mm. Do not sacrifice the dollar because you're trying to save a nickel. I have so many people telling me like, oh, why do you have property managers? You can manage this yourself. You can do it yourself. Like, yeah, I could. But that's not the point. Like, I I have, I put property managers in place because I know that they're going to vet people at a level that I didn't know how to. You know, I know they told me they told me about a type of homeowner's insurance that allows you to do Airbnb that will like cover you if you need to evict somebody or cover you if somebody needs to trash the place. Like that that little nugget right there is worth thousands of dollars because yeah. there have been times where people are running Airbnb out of their homes. Somebody trashes it, but your home insurance, your typical home insurance is not for you to make revenue. You need a special type of insurance for that. Would have never known if it wasn't for them, you know? No, that's a smart lookout, too, because people always are like, oh, well, why'd you, you know, you could have went with my guy and did this or got that. And it's like, but when my roof has caved in and now I got to pay for a lawyer, a, a roofer and everything else, like, I should have just went the way the professionals advised me. Exactly. So don't, don't cut corners just because it's, if you think it's gonna save you because at the in the long run it's just gonna cost you more anyway so I'm really glad that I have a whole team in place and then not really just the property managers either but like I have um a maintenance guy that's really good and will make time to come if something's broken and can t like give me ways to save money he'll tell me when other um contractors or other people are like overcharging me he'll be like nah if that they're trying to get over on you I mean too because seriously like as a single female you know we want to be independent and like I don't need no man like that's great sis but I don't know how to fix stuff like I couldn't mm -hmm. tell you the difference between a Phillips 
and the other type of screwdriver, you know, like I really don't know. So it's just good to have a team of people who can help you, who you can trust to help you run things the right way. No, that's great advice. That is great advice for any of you tuned in, interested in opening an Airbnb business or adding to your serial entrepreneurship, you know? But Stacy, while you're on the line, you got to let me know what's your biggest no, ma'am. Don't bring that over here. Hmm. I think my biggest no, ma'am, is... I'm not even going to say negativity because, I mean, that's automatic, right? But when people are overly realistic, if I tell you my dream and the first thing out your mouth is that's not realistic, duh, that's a dream. It's a dream, okay? A dream is not supposed to be realistic. So, like, again, if you have a dream or something, don't let people you know realistic you to death that is like one of my biggest pet peeves if I wanted to be realistic I wouldn't have a dream that's what the dream is for and plus you know you aim high you go higher that's the point (laughs) okay I like that that's the point so I I've been there done that like I don't think those people even really understand what they sound like you know so you just have to know you got to be confident and strong in your ideas and in your faith to know it's possible it is definitely and I mean that's the other thing too like when they tell us this stuff as kids I think somewhere along the way like life just beats the crap out of us so maybe we forget or like don't think it's true but if you can see something in your mind you can bring it through to fruition Mm -hmm. you just have to have the faith that you can actually do that and I think I don't know somewhere along the way some of us lose that well let everyone know where they can follow you and stay inspired and I don't know like when you have an Airbnb can you send a specific link like can they do they see that oh yeah I can definitely send you the specific link to my places because it's a duplex right so you got up and bottom top and bottom options 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 on which one you want (laughs) to stay in but yes they both do have direct links and if you want to follow me to stay inspired you can follow me personally at afro underscore deity d-e-i-t-y or you can follow me on my airbnb journey at tt's motif which is t-e-e-t-e-e-s like your auntie t-t's mm-hmm. and motif m-o-t-i-f thank you so much for jumping on the podcast today um i know that this has been inspiring this has helped somebody either get motivated to acquire the goals that they started they wrote down in January Mm -hmm. or at least to get their budget together they're looking at their bank accounts right now like oh dang did I go to Target that much last month? (laughs) Yes for sure (gasps) I mean and the budget really is like the foundation for everything like girl now that I have a property I have you know three electric bills two comcast bills like so i have to and parents because i'd be wanting to spoil them more now than ever 
yeah i i have to write all of this stuff down and make sure it gets paid because look it's one thing not to pay your rent but look they will take your house from you if you don't pay on time so just to stay up and on top of everything is just i've I've learned and grown so much just from having that already in place. So Definitely. I never look good under a bridge. So <laughs> it's not my thing. It's not a good look for me either, girl. Can't do it. Mm-mm. Well, everybody, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Stacy, thank you so much for joining me today. Okay. And 